All right, welcome inside the Stanley Cup playoffs. It is game number five tonight between the Calgary Flames and Edmonton Oilers. Brendan Parker alongside Peter Labardius. The morning show is up and running, and uh, you expect to hear from some, uh, head co the head coach and then some players here this morning uh, ahead of game number five, and obviously some work to do here for the Calgary Flames trailing this series three games to one. But uh, a lot of faith heard from uh, Milan Lucic yesterday and talked about kind of the road back. He's been in the other side of that situation, yeah. as he explained yesterday with the Boston Bruins. Uh, leading Losing to, to Philadelphia after up being up three's up. One of uh, a handful of teams who have fallen victim to that, but uh, the road's not quite as no. big as 3-0. But um, maybe just a thought tonight as you think about a game five and the situation ahead for the Calgary Well, Flames. I know, Brendan, it's a big cliche, but this team, one of its greatest strengths and one of the reasons that it lost only four in a row in one situation all year long was Daryl is built with the coaching staff an everyday mentality. And now more than ever is when you have to rely on that. You can't get this series back at once, but the only thing you can really control is go out, play your best game. If that's not good enough, then you shake the other hand at the end of the night and say you've been beat by maybe better guys in this series. But I thought they took a step in the right direction. I know right now it's not about uh, moral victories. You need results but I thought they played much better in terms of how they want to play in game four. Yeah, well said. And uh, let's hear from the head coach. We uh, talked to him briefly yesterday, but ahead of game number five, here's head coach Daryl Sutter. Well, you got a guy like Chris Tanev who's, you know, obviously playing hurt, but playing. And we know how much you like him on your bench and you like him on the ice and how important he is to you, but he's probably at some percent less than 100. How do you weigh all that out? Yeah, I think in the... First of all, taking Tanny out of that, there's probably lots of players I would bet in the series. When you, you know, when playoffs start, there's either guys that are in or out. But then as playoffs go along, it's it's IR or out for the year or whatever, right? So I'm sure there's a number of players like that. So uh, in the series on both teams, for sure. Um, but re weighing that out with with Chris would be. Uh, you know, even strength minutes, he was really good the other night. When you look at it, he was made his partner a better player. And I said it yesterday with the uh, with the experience on our back end uh, or lack of experience on our back end, he's an important player. In your experience, you know, with guys over the years, like what does it do for a, a group when you get an important piece like that back? It's exactly what it is. It just gives you some composure in your. I mean, because the games aren't always. Always, uh, where one team where one team rides the momentum the whole game, there's momentum shifts, lots of momentum shifts during the game. So, you know, anytime you can have that on on the ice, it, it's important. No, just my phone. You guys did a decent job with Edmonton's top line last game. What work did that? You know, I think just our puck management's a little better. I think our ozone time is hanging on to pucks, but I, you know, it's still the, it's still the trade-off of, you know, that's as I've said, that's a different, that's a different set of skill of that player. But there's still a trade-off after that in terms of are we getting enough and are they getting enough out of that next layer? That's that's the next part. Look for on the morning of. A an elimination game. Like, what do you need to see out of your group, just in terms of mindset? Well, when you're playing every other day, it's it's you know, you're doing a lot of work in house. 
with with guys. So that's that's what's important. And our guys don't our guys don't have any problem with that. We've done it all year. That's very simple. You don't win. What is it? Fifty-five games. <laughs> I mean, you think about it. You won fifty-five games this year, so it's pretty easy to get set for the next one. You said that the team maybe hasn't finished as much as it could have on scoring chances during this series. What's the key to to making sure those pucks go in or, or generating more offense versus this Edmonton team? I think there's different layers there. That's a general question, and the general answer would be to say finish. But there's you know there's guys that can maybe get around the net more. Maybe there's more pucks around. At the between the hash marks, maybe there's a little bit more on the rush. Maybe there's a little bit more on the power play. There's lots of ways of breaking that down. What do you need to see from Matt Kachuk then? Come uh, Lions. What are the things that he has to do to get more involved here? I think just his skill set. You know, use it use it more to his advantage. I think them guys. I think this got nothing to do with effort or anything like that. With with any of our guys that are that are. Uh, you know, haven't been as productive after game one in the series, but you have to give Edmonton credit in that too. Like, <laughs> maybe maybe our guys are doing all they can. Maybe Edmonton's just doing a little bit better right now. I mean, that's kind of been a sideline, right? Nobody's talked about that. It's always been about the negatives. What about the good stuff that's going on? So what's the balance then, game planning in a, in a do-or-die game versus earlier on in the series? I mean, I know you want to stick to your identity, but do you change stuff systems-wise, or do you approach it differently with your backs up against the wall? Or? Yeah, there might be some different approaches, but I don't think you're going to... You're not calling in plays. It's not... Or the defense goes off and the offense goes on, or or we change innings. All right, Game 5 of the Stanley Cup playoffs in the second round. Calgary Flames and Edmonton Oilers. Here's Andrew Mangiapane on the desk. And, uh, Andrew, maybe just a, a thought on the situation here. Obviously, we know uh, there's some work ahead to do for your group, but... Um, you know, the approach for game five, you've been in an elimination game, game seven, not here long ago, and uh, Milan talked about using kind of that same mentality. Is that the approach for your group tonight? Yeah, obviously, I don't think uh, we like the position we're in, but obviously we're not out, and you got to win. You got to win four games, right? It's first one to four. So um, I think we just got to focus on this this one game here and, you know, just focus on one game at a time and, and um, you know, move on from there. We also talk about uh, playing on home ice. You guys have been a good home ice team all season long in the playoffs, four and two. Um, you know, maybe the start that you had in game one and game two here in this building, um, is that kind of a, uh, you know, a nice outlook to have in terms of game five tonight? Yeah, a start, good start is always big, right? And just coming out there and just kind of, you know, playing our game, getting our uh, legs and feet going and hands and everything like that and just, you know, play our game, right? I feel uh, when we put together a full 60 and we're playing all together, we're, we're a hard team to beat. Did you feel like there was more elements of that in game four? Just, uh, you know, I know obviously it doesn't, you know, finish the way you want it to, yeah. but, you know, just the overall type of game and some building blocks there? Yeah, I think uh, for the majority of the game we were, we were playing, you know, our type of hockey. But uh, obviously the start of that game, uh, you know, we weren't really, I guess, ready for. And, uh, you know, we had some hiccups there early on. But um, after we settled in, we, you know, we played our game. So we got to carry that momentum uh, kind of going forward into, into tonight. Also, you know, stretches where offensive zone time, long stretches in the first period. Um, you feel like it, as you continue to kind of play in their zone and get some of those opportunities that eventually you start seeing some of those go into, maybe just, again, change momentum, you know, towards your side here? Yeah, obviously you want to play play the whole game kind of in their, in their yeah. end, right, and creating chances. And 
you know, I think we've just got to do a better job of, you know, getting traffic in front of the net and, you know, getting maybe a couple of greasy ones to get us going again. I know Milan, again, I'll reference him because he's been in the yeah. other side of the situation, talk about being up 3-0 in a series and then having to, you know, fall to the Philadelphia Flyers back in his Bruins days. But can, can momentum swing that fast? Can one win really, yeah. you know, change the tide of a series, do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think there's a lot of kind of ups and downs in, uh, in series, right? And, you know, maybe a... Lucky bounce goes our way. Maybe the series is, you know, right now 2-2 two -two or something like that, right? So we just got to, you know, you know, just focus on that one game and take a one game at a time and not look too far ahead or anything like that. Yeah. But just kind of, you know, just grind away and, and find a way to win tonight. Appreciate the time. Uh, yes. All the best here tonight. Thank five. you. Thank you. Well, welcome back inside the morning show as we continue to roll along. Good to hear from Andrew Mangiapane as he steps out after morning skate and uh, some thoughts ahead of game number five, a crucial one for the Calgary Flames. As we know, it is an elimination game, the second of this 2022 postseason and uh, Peter Labardius alongside. Uh, Peter, maybe just before we, you know, we talked a little bit about the uh, the mindset of what has to be. You heard from Andrew Mangiapane, you've heard from Daryl Sutter now, but um, you know, just in terms of this group now and, and building blocks, you know, I thought, and we've talked about a game four and a lot of good things in that. Obviously, it doesn't end the way you want it to. Uh, are there some, some steps, though, taken in that game four that you can maybe put into place here tonight on home ice? Well, there absolutely are. I thought they did a much better job in terms of how they dealt with the McDavid line. I thought they made them come through more layers. They, for me, even though they chip in with a couple of points each, mm -hmm. um, I thought they did their best job against him in the series. So that's a good building block. But again, Brendan, as we talked about even the other day going into the series, the best way to defend Connor McDavid is to make him defend you. And what I saw some progress in was some extended offensive zone shifts. Now, Daryl always is going to want shot volume. You have to not only get shot volume, but better shot volume you have to bear down and you have to when you play like the flames do what leads to those extended shifts is when you retrieve pucks so the difference for me between game three and game four in Edmonton from what they created was too many one and dones too many one shot flip it out out it came again the other thing to watch tonight from a defensive standpoint is transition defense. I still think that there were times, even in game four, where they got trapped in with sure. three guys. Now they're coming back, sometimes with not only three, but involving the fourth guy on the rush. Yeah. They are, they're as dangerous a rush team as you're going to deal with. So you really have to be layered coming back through all three zones to give yourself the best opportunity. Sometimes line changes, sometimes puck management, just at the offensive blue line, all that Huge. has to be so sharp as you go Huge. through this, yeah, without a question. And uh, starts, uh, and I'll say that because I think it's not as simple as this. Obviously, there's a lot of different twists and turns in each game. But, you know, here at home, you've scored, uh, taken 2 nothing leads in both of the first two home ice games. And then in Edmonton, it's been a complete reversal of that. So... You know, how much has starts? I mean, Edmonton has not lost a game in this, these playoffs when scoring first. Um, how much does the start and, and what we've seen here in the building, you know, have to look like for the Calgary Flames? Well, let's be as frank as we can be. And I think that's what people watching this expect. One team is more set up to chase than the other. And that team is not the Calgary Flames. They're at their best when they impose their will, when they get a lead, when they extend that lead, and when they have the ability to just continue to come at you and make it hard and make your life miserable. So 
you know, I think it's even more important for Calgary than Edmonton, even though, as you brought up that stat, they're perfect in the Stanley Cup playoffs when they score first. Sure. Yeah, and, and this is kind of a what we saw in the first two games. So that was uh, the early part of game one, and then this is in this uh, is game, game two. two. And Michael Stone scores here to open the scoring, and then it was uh, Brett Ritchie who gets the next one. And, uh, you know, part of what the Calgary Flames did early in those hockey games, and, of course, it I think it left the first, period, uh, first game 3-1 after one, and then in the second game it was 2-1 Calgary after one, and we all know how both of those games ended up. Plenty of more uh, <laughs> scoring as that game wore on. Uh, before, let's depart from scoring a little bit. Defense, because uh, Chris Tanev makes his return in game number four. Um, you could tell he's banged up for sure, and that's an obvious storyline, but played close to 20 minutes for this group. And Daryl Sutter said it yesterday. You just you, you can't underestimate just the effect that he has on that back end. What did you see from Chris Tanev? Is there a security blanket around here yeah, or any kind of warm, cozy blanket? Um, Listen, he is your most experienced. He, for me, for a long time, has been one of the best defensive defensemen. And so he just absolutely settles everybody down. He makes people better around him. And boy, oh boy, if you're not getting some inspiration from what this guy has given you, you better look a couple more times. Well said, Peter. And uh, I know you got some game day work to do. Jason LaBarbera is standing by for your uh, coach's interview. So thanks for the time this morning. Appreciate it. Am I out now? You're out. We're, give, we're letting you take it out. But uh, before we do, Matthew Kachuk and Johnny Gaudreau at the podium. But uh, we appreciate your time <laughs> as always. Thanks for having me. I'm out. Johnny, what's the mood on a morning like this, knowing that you're facing an elimination game tonight? Another game for us. We're super excited to, to be where we're at today. Uh, you know, have quick quick skate here today. And... Uh, you know, we're excited to play back in front of our fans. What's the key to tonight's game then, in your guys' game that maybe you haven't gotten to that you want to get back to playing? Matthew? Um, I just think that um, probably better starts, um, a better first period, set ourselves up for the rest of the game. And um, we know that our, our fans are going to bring it tonight. We love playing in front of them. And um, we've been a, a great team all year at home. So hopefully we can use that to our advantage. Matthew, what do you expect out of Jacob Markstrom tonight? expect him to be at his very best. I mean, he, he kept us in that game, um, made some huge saves in the third and later in the second last game and gave us a chance to, to ultimately win that game. And so you can ask for from a goalie. And, um, you know, we have uh, so much belief in him and um, he's going to be at his best tonight and hopefully we are as well. John, when you look back at that game one, what do you feel like you guys can translate most from that into tonight? I, I think that was kind of a, a weird game. I mean, um, I thought, you know, the biggest thing was a good start. I think uh, we came out hard. Uh, we took an early lead, just like we did in game two, and we kind of let that slip. So, um, uh, you know, if we can, you know, try to come out hard again tonight in the first and try to get an early lead and, you know, uh, get a little cushion for Marky back there, you know, I think that'll help us. Johnny, you guys have talked a lot about believing this can be a special group. Like, do you allow yourself to be motivated by the fact that one loss away from not seeing that through, or, or do you push that out of your mind? How do you approach it? I think just one game at a time right now. You know, I, I really enjoy playing with all these guys in this locker room, and uh, we have a good group in there. Uh, it's been fun all year long. So, um, you know, every guy's you know really motivated in there, and you know we know where we're at in the series. And uh, you know, like I said, take one game at a time and. Um, have fun playing tonight in front of our fans here and, and uh, in front of a, a sold-out crowd and, and go from there. Matthew, is this 
you know, your identity and rolling four lines and having everybody involved was so good for you guys all year. Is that, is it about getting back to that and continuing that, or is this just simply a bit of a top-heavy series and and it's sort of the the top lines that are going to be the difference makers? No, I think that, you know, we at this point in the, in the series, we we need everybody, and um, we've had everybody all year. We've have such a deep team, and um, you know, from from Markey all the way out to all however many forwards and how many D it's really is got to be a complete team effort if we're going to, you know, get a win here tonight. So um, just start with one and use our home crowd, like I said earlier, to our advantage and get everybody going early and see what happens. Can you just take us behind the scenes a little bit last game? Like when you guys find out Chris is going to give it a try, whether that's for warm-ups or into the game, and, and then he's out there for the game, like what that sort of builds in a group and what that does for a group? Yeah, well, he was, um, you know, ready to come in, and I thought he did a great job for us, and we were super excited to have him back. And, um, you know, he's such a big part of our team and has been a huge part of our team on and off the ice. So and when you get a guy like that to come in um, for a big game, that that definitely um, motivates you to be a lot better. Is that sort of what you expect out of him again tonight? Like, he'll lay it out all on the line. Yeah, I mean, I expect him and everybody else to do that. We kind of have to at this point. All right, uh, there is uh, Matthew Gachuk and Johnny Gaudreau from uh, just after morning skate here this morning. The Calgary Flames avail ahead of game number five against the Edmonton Oilers. Of course, we know the situation trailing 3-1 in this series, uh, but they call it a best of seven for a reason. So an opportunity tonight to uh, make it a 3-2 and then send it back to Edmonton on Saturday night. You heard uh, both guys talk about uh, that game mentality and laying it all on the line. That's kind of the situation here tonight for the Calgary Flames, and uh, just a quick thought on Chris Tanev there as uh, both guys uh, touched on it and his impact, uh, of course, made his return after missing four straight games up in uh, Edmonton in game number four, skated this morning with his teammates again. No word on uh, the lineup or any potential changes. Of course, Daryl Sutter will leave that to uh, everyone else to speculate, and uh, we wait and see until game time this evening what the official roster report looks like. It is a 7.30 puck drop tonight, game number five from the Scotiabank Saddledome as the Calgary Flames look to get off to the same type of start they did in games one and game two two nothing leads in both of those in fact a three nothing lead in game number one and uh, we'll see what it all has in store tonight Edmonton Oilers will take the ice shortly you'll hear from their uh, team as well coming up this morning as for us we'll sign off on the morning show this is uh, Ben Flames TV live all the coverage here this morning and we'll lead up to 7 30 tonight puck drop game five between the Flames and Oilers thanks for watching